Lori here, and welcome to the Awakening Moments podcast. Grab a cup of tea and let's spend some time together. My co-host Rhonda and I are ordained ministers working together at Life Center Church. We are leaders, wives, moms, and longtime friends. In this podcast, we hope to share some meaningful moments from our lives, everything from lessons we've learned the hard way or how to rise up in the midst of obstacles and insecurities. We will encourage you to take risks and remind you that you are deeply loved and completely worthy. Let's awaken life's most amazing moments together. Laura. Hey, Rhonda. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? And what's new? Oh, my goodness. Hey, eh? it's been a busy season. Busy. Oh, my goodness. It's been so, so busy. So much going on. And I feel like, sadly, it's like all work, like all work and no play. Oh, do you I know. Like that? Yeah. Like, oh, my goodness. But you know what? Like, we are having fun. Jay and I started going to the gym in the summer. Good for started, you. Yeah, we started two months, not over two months ago now. And so we've been going consistently, like, I mean, he's going a little bit more than me. I'm probably two to three times a week, but he's like six days a week. That is amazing. He's going to the gym, but we're loving it. Like, we're doing it together, and our gym built this new, like, CrossFit gym in the basement. So we get to do all kinds of, like, fun, really, really fun CrossFit-type uh, you know, exercise. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. We love it. It's kind of oh, like just, our little date a couple days a week. And yeah. I love that you're doing that together. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. Really oh, fun. that is so, so great. How about you? Yeah. No. What's new? Well, same thing. Work. <sighs> but you know, the funny thing is like, I don't feel like it's work because I just, we love what we do. But when I actually think That's about true. my life outside of it, I'm like, Ooh, in this season, it's been a lot of work, yeah. like work. I think and- we should plan a spa day. Oh, I think we should too. Yeah. Yes, let's do it. Oh my goodness. And be in the sunshine. Pick a day that we can actually sit and face the sun. But the one thing I think every girl, maybe not every girl, but most girls identify with, I've been growing my hair out. From short. From short. Like I had it shaved, half my head shaved. And to grow it out has been unbelievably hard. It has required so much patience, but I need a new hairstyle but I'm growing it out to kind of give myself options so right now I feel my hair every day I look in the mirror I'm like ah I can't stand it oh like I feel so dated like it looks great like you do you do it so beautifully but I totally get I get what you mean I need like a cool trendy hip style that's what I need but I need to grow it out a little bit more right right so anyways hopefully by the new year I'll have a really cool cut that's what I'm hoping for so good so So good. good I know I go I go to the hairstylist one time a year Okay. One time a year. That's it. And I haven't gone this year. So I'm overdue. I'm, it's been over a year since It's my been last. over a year. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, I couldn't be bothered. It's, it's. And your hair it's looks dumb. so good. I mean, it's fine, but you know, it just, I cut it and then it grows and that's it. Like there's nothing, you know, and it's always the same, but, I but whatever. It is what it is. I know. I'm good I, with it. You're okay. Yeah. So yeah. what do you want to talk about today? Well, I think we should talk about devotions I think how we communicate with God how we actually practically do that right because many people have questions about that like how we talk to God how do we read our Bibles what does that look like yeah and I think it might be actually comforting for some people to know we're not every day is like this big conference in our (laughs) with God in our time yeah Yeah. but it is really meaningful and it's consistent and I think that's uh, something we can share about yeah what that looks like that's great so what like what, how, what would you describe? Like what does your devotion time or time with God, what does that kind of look like for you? Like what time of day do you usually do it? What does it kind of look like? So I tried, practices? yeah, I tried for years to do it in the morning and I think I fell asleep 
during pretty much every devotion okay. time. I've realized I actually get up. I'm a morning person. Yep. But if I sit and like relax, I actually fall asleep very easily. So the best time for me is actually after supper or like later, even like before nine o'clock, like that weird time. If I get back from an event, it's kind of around that time or right after supper. That's actually my best time. I feel like it's the end of my day. It's yeah. better for me. Not right yeah. at bedtime because no. I'm so tired. Right. But really kind of in that early evening yeah. is my favorite. So I would say that's where I kind of carve my time with God. How about you? Where's your time? I, I definitely do it in the morning. I definitely more do it in the morning. Um, I feel like it depends on the day as well and kind of what's going on on a typical work day. Like it would be in the morning for sure. And I like to sometimes, if I can, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like 100% consistent with this, but have just uh, just even a touch point before bed. So whether that's just, you know, that I, that I open up my Bible and read it like just a little, like just a little, not the same as the morning, the morning I try to actually dig in a little bit more and uh, try to really pull something from it. But at the end of the day, I just like a touch point. Sometimes I use my dwell app. Um, it's just an app that where you can play uh, the scriptures with music. So somebody's just reading the scriptures to you. So I, I like to kind of just a slight touch point before bed. Um, you know, before you take time to pray, you know, through the, from the day and, and, and all of that, but no morning definitely would be more, more my time of day. And what kind of things do you do when you sit down to do devotions? Yeah. So like if we were talking about a whole day in the morning when I'm getting ready, I usually listen to like a podcast or some type of message or some type of something that's inspiring. That's kind of how I start my day when I'm getting ready. And then at night, like we were saying after supper or when the girls are even getting ready for bed, I find like some waiting for them anyways. I, I really just sit down and I just start listening to my Bible. So this is kind of what I'm doing right now and I'm loving it. I've always been a journaler, always. So I always have my pen and my journal ready. And so right now I'm going through the Bible Project app. I've always, I've usually done the Bible Genesis to Revelation. I've just kind of done that. I've also sat in books, but when I've read the Bible all the way through, I usually have done it Genesis to Revelation. I just like that kind of Bible plan. And uh, the Bible Project does that. But every day they, right now it's incorporating like a psalm. But it also has the videos kind of through it. So if you've ever watched the Bible Project, it has it in the app. And I just love that. So it has like two to three chapters of whatever you're reading plus a psalm. And I keep my journal closed and I write out every line that impacts me. It could be a word. It could be a line. And so I literally write them out so I have a page or it could be a short or long. Whatever stands out in my reading, I just write it, that line. And then I meditate on what's really God speaking to me through what I've just picked out. And then I've always done the SOAP, the S-O-A-P, obviously that's how you spell SOAP, but S is for the scripture that stands out. O is for what I'm observing about that scripture. What's it telling me? A is for how am I applying that specifically today or to my situation? And P, and then from the for the prayer, I literally write out every line that I've written down. I literally craft a specific prayer from what I've, I've taken from the scripture. And then I just allow God and I meditate on that. But when I'm meditating, I do something very different. So I write my prayer out. I actually pray through that prayer and it comes from my heart. And then I literally close my eyes. And when I meditate, I literally picture myself somewhere with God. Mm. And I've done that for years. Oh, wow. And it's something very good because you know, it's easy to be distracted. And I realized I'm actually spending time with God. I'm spending time with him. So I close my eyes and I literally 
allow the word of God to bring me somewhere. And then I picture myself with God and I have a specific place I go to every Mm. single time. And I literally feel myself just allowing God to speak to my heart. And then I just start journaling after whatever he's telling me. And I, I have a very visual experience because I feel for myself, I, I need to see it. I'm actually talking with God. I'm not talking to some just abstract I'm talking with God and so I try to picture that place and picture him in front of me so it's tangible wow Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful Mm -hmm. that's really beautiful I haven't heard a lot of people talk about you know that that specific of a visualization you know I think that you know lots of people visualize different things but I actually really believe in the power of visualization like I think visualizing you know yourself doing things things that God has asked you to do stepping out in things you're afraid of like it's a powerful powerful practice Um, but you know in your time with God too to just visualize yourself with God as you're as you're learning from him and he's speaking to you wow that's that's beautiful I love that it is. It's so powerful. And I yeah. feel like I've had a lot of revelation, like those moments of revelation have happened during that quiet time. Be still and know that I am God. I love that scripture. Yeah. And so it's one thing to read the word of God, which is critical for yeah. us. And it's not like we've talked about, it's not the amount you read. Yeah. It's the quality and what you you take from the scripture to apply to your life yeah. and to actually pray into your spirit. Letting that take root. Yeah. And then I allow that meditation time to kind of go like, and if the girls are getting ready for bed and then I go and tuck them in and I come back, I then spend time, like if I feel like sometimes some prayer line, it goes longer and there's sometimes a stir, yeah. there's a stir. And then I, I, I linger in that stir. And that's how I kind of end kind of my time in my day with that. But sometimes it literally feels like it, it is a very simple time with God. And mm-hmm. I think that's where you have to feel that flow and not that yeah. pressure that every single session with God is this big intercession time. Mm-hmm. It's this time where, you know, we're spending hours. There's times it's been that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But every day is different, just like our relationship with people, just yeah. like it, it really is unique because it's a relationship with God. And some days it yeah. is simple and some days it's more complicated. And sometimes it's something that goes over yeah. a period of time where God keeps speaking the same thing to me. Yeah. And every night I feel like I'm going deeper and deeper and it's allowing that time to allow that to happen so how about for you Lori how would you explain your devotional time so yeah so mornings would be more of when you know when I would take that time set that time aside and I always like to start my devotional time with a worship song it's just really important for me it's a it's a time for me to actually slow my mind down to not uh again because usually it's soon after I've just gotten up I often just have my coffee in my hand and um and I just play a song that will focus me on God will focus me like in an attitude of worship in an attitude of gratitude and just to posture my heart to hear to really open my heart to hear from God um every time that I open up the scriptures you know I my the posture of my heart really is like I want you to use these words to speak to me directly. Yes, yes. Like I don't just read it as words or information or stories or, or random. I, 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 I literally am like, God, like uh, I made these words say something to me today that that's personal from you that I need today, f- whether it's what I think I need or not, you know, what, mm-hmm. whatever it is you want to tell me. And so I try to just open up my heart to that as I'm reading. And, and again, like you, sometimes I'll read many, many chapters, you know, sometimes it'll be five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 chapters. Um, other times I- I'm stuck on one chapter and I, every day I have to read it again every day because I know there's something God is trying to reveal. He's trying to uncover. And so, um, I, I just 
trust that rhythm. I just trust, you know, what, yeah, what that rhythm looks like. I think that um, one of the things that's so interesting in uh, for us being ministers is that because our work is kind of tied with our relationship with God and, you know, everything about our spirituality, like sometimes our, even the way that we approach our devotional time or, you know, our time with God can be almost professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. professional, but do you know what I I'm know saying? What like, saying. it's yeah. like you're looking for uh, knowledge that's going to help you in your job. Um, and a number of years ago, the Lord really convicted me of that. And, you know, through uh, a David Paul trip book called Dangerous Calling. And the premise of the book really was just talking about how, you know, every single one of us, whether we're a leader, whether we're a pastor, whether we're a minister, uh, wherever we're at, like the gospel was for us first. And every day we have to afresh receive the gift of grace that Jesus came to bring us. And that really helped me to posture myself as Mm. like a child of God, as a recipient who's in desperate need of God every day. Um, And it just helped to kind of shape my devotion time with him as as being extremely personal and not professional, not that I'm seeking knowledge that I'm going to use, you know, for this group of people I have to talk to for this message I'm preparing for this leadership, you know, thing that I've got on the go. So I think that's really, really important, you know, for us in every aspect of our life that, you know, our we have personal time with God that is for us. It's not, it's not for us to share with everybody else. It's for us first and to cultivate that relationship with God. I love that because it's true. Like in our job, because we are pastors, you know, I've done studies and I'll take some time in the day to study things, but you're right. It's that personal connection to God, that emotional connection, that fit, that personal place where it's not just like knowledge. I love how you just articulated that because it is very blurry sometimes where you can, can be, it can be very blurry. Absolutely. And I think that's why when I meditate, even it helps bring into perspective that I'm with God, like this is about him and I, it's not about me teaching, preaching, counseling, helping. It's about my relationship with him and Mm -hmm. that this is what he wants that intimacy with me. He is waiting for that moment that I'm going to stop my life and have intimacy with Mm -hmm. him. And I I realized a long time ago, I used to try to do, you know, the mornings and try to do, and I realized it wasn't working. And I think uh, we have to understand the uniqueness of how we are and when we're, not that when we're the most relaxed, because I think you have to be disciplined to set that sign, that time aside. But I realized the morning, my personality, I've already got my to-do list and God became another to-do list. This is me speaking. I know my, my husband, Jay, the morning is his favorite time. It's before he starts his day. It's quiet. For me, the morning, already when I get up, I'm already thinking about all the things I have to do. And I was finding it really hard to settle myself. But after dinner... Or after I've had an event and I come home, I feel like, ah, oh, like my day is done. I'm actually off. I'm taking off all my hats. I don't have to be a mom right now. I don't have to do, my kids are older, mind you. You know, I don't yeah. have little people. Yeah. But I'm able to just sit and be like, I don't have it to do right now. So for me, 
that works. And I think feeling that freedom of knowing what works for you and when you're able to just connect with God. Am I tired at night? Yes, but I'm also tired in the morning. I'm never waking up like, <laughs> woohoo, I am fully awake. But for me, I've had the most quality time. I've realized the most time I've had with quality with God has actually happened around this time. And so then I just started saying, I got to organically with, move with what's moving. Now in this season, that's moving well. But if I was in a season where I was out most nights or it was not working, I would have to adjust it. But right now that seems to be, I usually have an hour or an hour and a half after supper where I have this little pocket of time where it just works well. Or when we get back around 8.30 and I have like 8.30 to 10 or I have that time before I then go to bed and I feel like my heart is just at rest. And so just those that are listening, I feel it's easy for you to look at someone else and compare how they do their devotions or to compare, oh, well, that's working. Maybe I should get up in the morning. If it's not working for you, it's not working for you. Yeah. People have different types of date nights. Some people go for breakfast. Some people go for night. Whatever is working for you. This is, mm -hmm. not to sound cheesy, this is kind of your date time with God. Absolutely. So when it can you yeah. just take all the hats off and be intimate with God totally. is really what you need to like really key in on. Exactly. So here's a question for you. How hard is it for you to still yourself? Like, is that something that comes naturally? Is that a discipline that you've learned? Like, how hard is it to actually bring yourself to a place of stillness before God? Wow, that's a good question. I love silence. Okay. which is very odd because I'm a worship leader. And if people would ever hear, think that if I'm alone in the house, I don't put music on. Okay. I actually don't like music on. I love okay. it to be quiet. Okay. So stillness externally is very good for me internally. I love stillness, but my to-do list in my mind, that's where I find it really hard. I naturally am a still, like I love that quietness. I long for that. I long for it. And when I feel it, I am like so happy. It fills my tank. Mm -hmm. So stillness for me, I don't know if it's necessarily hard for me to get still. It's just when I can get still. And I think that's what I realized in the morning. I, I'm not still. As soon as I wake up, it's like I've already got my day mapped out. But still after supper, when my hats are off, I feel like that's easy. And I, I find stillness easy because other, people would be surprised if they do know me. I do have an introvert part of me where I actually do love to retreat. I love to walk in nature. I love to, to be quiet. I love to be quiet with my thoughts. When I do walk, I don't have music on. I don't even listen to anything. Hmm. So that's an actual normal, that's an actual normal practice okay. for me. Okay. But, um, stillness with God, I, I have to really find that in my day. If that makes any sense. Yep. Yeah. I can't just always nurture that at any part of my day. Okay. But when I do have a section, it's easy for me to go there. Okay. How about for you? You enjoy it. Um, I would say that it's probably not a natural practice for me at all. Like it, I have to, I have to be extremely intentional and I have to force myself to actually stop. Um, I don't mind sitting in silence, uh, for a little bit of time, but I do find that what starts to happen whenever I do take the time to whether it's just sit in silence and rest in a, in a kind of a place of stillness, like, you know, just maybe let God speak without, a, you know, my Bible open, without worship music, without kind of all the aids that kind of aid you in learning and, you know, kind of stimulate all of those wonderful things. I find that what happens is that all of a sudden, all the things that are going on in my heart 
start to come up. The things that I probably have been avoiding, the things that I don't really want to think about or deal with, whether it's, you know, the little foxes that have happened, you know, that day or that week, whether it's the frustrations with in some of my relationships or the disappointments that have happened. And all of a sudden the pain of my life starts to come up. And then it tells me, stop doing this because this is not fun. Because yeah, <laughs> I want everything to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> if it's yeah. not fun, why do it? Yeah. Right. So literally, so it's this discipline of like being able to stay in that place and that actually it's okay. That pain is not fun. It does. It's not supposed to be fun, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's not good. Like it's not good that it comes up and just disciplining myself to allow that to come up. What's there? What do I need to deal with? What do I need to give to God? What do I need to let God heal? What do I need to let go of? What do I need to forgive? So uh, it, it it's a hard practice because there's a little bit of fear, I would say, of what I'm going to discover as I sit in stillness. Um, but it's super important and I need to do it. And I know, I absolutely know that I need to do it. And it's not neat that even our personalities do play into that. Because if, like you're saying, you love things to be fun and leaning into that kind of discomfort. Oh, I don't like, I don't enjoy pain and I don't want, <laughs> well, I don't, nobody enjoys I pain. I know, yeah. I, I know that, but like, no, yeah, I would, I would avoid it at all. I would avoid it at all costs if there's an option for something that's going to stimulate me, like reading my Bible will, would actually stimulate me because I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn something. I'm gonna, God's going to speak to me. It's so exciting. <laughs> and then just sitting in stillness and like stewing in my you're like, no, thank you. No, thank you. But isn't right. it amazing? It's yeah. personality. Because for me, yeah. it's not so much the that part of it, but the to-do. Like I'm distracted. I, I could spend time with God and think of the bazillion things I need to do and I need to get on this. I'm already planning like tomorrow. So for me, it's distraction and it's task driven. Right. Because it's like, I've got to perform today. Drive, like, drive, 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 drive. The driver. Just keep, yeah. yeah. I got to turn the driver off. And because I can't be intimate with, with God or even my family, if I'm in driver mode, it's not happening. Right. So for me, it's distraction hmm. that, um, I find very hard to turn off, like right. just that, that right. to do list. And yeah. so that's, that's really neat. And that's very much our personalities. Yeah. Very Let's much. talk a little bit for a second about consistency mm. because like, I'll just be, I'll just be super honest. Um, you know, for me, like my, my devotional life is consistent in only in seasons though, not, not a hundred percent of the time. Like if we took a hundred, 365 days a year, it wouldn't be 365 days a year. And you know what, what I find amazing about the seasons that get robbed where my, where my devotion time, where my time with God, my daily time with God gets robbed. I find that I only have about a week and all of a sudden my whole life starts to spin out. Like it just starts to spin out. Like I, uh, things just become overwhelming all around. Like, in fact, I, I should probably actually say this from a point of accountability f for you, but yeah. for you, for you, f for me, but if you see that I'm overwhelmed, you should probably ask me, are you spending time with God? How's your time <gasps> yeah. with God? Because honestly, it's, it's almost like oh, you can almost pinpoint. Yeah. So for me, it's like, I've got this window of about a week and if if my, my devotion time is inconsistent for about a week and it bridges over into another week, everything starts to just unravel. And it's not that like terrible things are happening in my life, but it's like, I can't get a handle 
on the challenges, the struggles, the workload, the family responsibilities, the like, you know, it's like joy is being robbed mm. in the day to day because of I'm because I'm, I feel overwhelmed, you know, so and what I find so interesting about this kind of cycle that happens, and I, I just, I imagine that many of us have, you know, some issues with consistency in different mm -hmm. seasons of our life, which is why I want to talk about this and be honest about this. But what frustrates me so much is that I know that when my time with God is consistent, um, I too like one to two hours in the morning. I get up early, very early to do it because it's, it matters to me. It's really important to me. But when I don't, when I neglect it, when I have too many late nights and then I can't get up in the morning, when all of a sudden, you know, things start to unravel, um, I, I'm so frustrated with myself because I know my life is better <laughs> when that discipline is yeah. in place in my life. And I know my life is worse when it's not. And I, I get so frustrated at why do I allow things to creep into that place that I know is so important. It literally is like my spiritual food. It literally is like I'm starving myself spiritually when I don't make the time to lean into those spaces. And, and, and often when I'm being inconsistent, you know, I'll try to put it in somewhere else, salt and pepper here and there, here and there, but it is not the same. And everything in my life is better when I am more consistent with my daily time with God. I think that's so, is that so true? Like Paul says, I do the things I don't want to do. Isn't that, it's so true. You know what you need to do, but you're like, I'm doing the things I don't want to do. And I'm doing things that are not going to be good for me. I know this. I heard, it's amazing that you even know you have a week. I don't think I've I ever, have a, it's that's like quite it's something like that you know can, that if I can like if I can pull it back together within uh, the t about yeah. five days yeah like uh, then usually there's not a huge ripple. not a yeah not a huge <laughs> ripple if I get into the second week it's just going to go downhill. I have, all your kids are going to be listening to me like, Bob, have you done your devotions? I know. Oh, you spending God. time with God. Yeah, totally. But no, I yeah. feel like consistency, you know, I think it is so good that you brought that up because I, maybe there are people that are 100% consistent all the time, but same here. And I, you know, it's just a reality of life. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes it just doesn't happen. It's the exact same thing because if I'm inconsistent one night, mm -hmm. it really does start this, if you're, if I miss it, then the next day it's not as hard to miss it. Right. I, it, it becomes a slippery slope. It really does. Right. And for me at night, and this is probably why I feel like I've moved it to the nighttime. And this is more recent. It was, it's been within the last six months. I feel like God just started putting his finger on areas of my life that were totally okay. Like, it's not like I was watching anything bad. And I'm not talking legal, legalistic here. I want to be careful. I'm not saying don't watch TV. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was watching more than I should have. Right. And I felt like God started saying, I want more time with you. Wow. And I was like, really? Like, these are like shows that are so awesome. And I just love. <laughs> this is my downtime. a long day. Seriously. I can't yeah, yeah. And I felt like God said, right. why do you need TV to be that for you? Why can't it be me? Wow. Why can't I have some of that space with you? You be my refuge. Yeah. God be your refuge. Yeah. Instead of you having to veg. No, I'm not saying I don't veg. Let's oh, be truthful yeah. here. Like I, I still watch movies and shows, but I felt like I was watching and yeah. do, and I'm thinking if I've got all this time, like two hours, an hour and a half to be sitting watching, oh, that's one Netflix. Oh, I can just watch one more. If I've got that time, yeah. 
Why don't I spend time with the Lord? So I feel like that's kind of started. If I miss one night, which I have, oh my goodness, I love that you've shared. Yeah, none of us are perfect. Well, I'm not perfect. I shouldn't speak about anyone else. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And if, But if I miss one night, mm-hmm. I feel like it's easy for me to justify the next night. And it's easy for me. So I've actually had to be stricter because if I even get on social media or I get on like even a show, it's easy for me just to let it go. And it happens. And yeah. all of a sudden it's like an hour and a half has gone by and I'm like, I'm so tired. And then I just fall asleep or I'm reading my Bible and I can't keep my eyes open. Right. So I'm like you, like it's a slippery slope. I don't know if I've ever tracked like in a week, but I know if I miss one day. Yeah. The next day is not too, like not I'm not, as hard, to not as hard to miss. Wow. But if I can like tune it up, it's, right. it's easier for me. But yeah. so I probably let nights go by and, uh, but yeah, definitely I'm not like a 300. I'm not every day. Yeah. Yeah. There's some seasons I'm way more than others, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but I really mm-hmm. realized one day at a time, yeah. it's easy for me to kind of yeah. slip. And then the next day is not so hard. And I don't want that. No. Cause I do feel it. It's actually so true. Like I feel like a loss. Like I feel like I've missed, I'm missing out on something like I'm, and I actually picture where I go with God. Right. And I actually picture him waiting for me and I'm not there. Wow. So the more I meditate, it's like, I feel that. I feel like wow. he's waiting for me. This is our time together. Oh, that's beautiful. And I, I don't show up. Who doesn't like when that person doesn't show up? And I'm the no-show. Wow. He's never a no-show. Wow. God is never, wow. ever a no-show. Rhonda, there's the awakening moment for today. <laughs> Whoa. It's never a no-show, but I've, yeah. I've been a no-show. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a profound thought. Like that's, that's hitting me right now. Just that idea of, you know, God is waiting for that time with us every single day. Like he's waiting for those moments. He's waiting for, you know, that time to just, uh, put away everything else and listen and meditate on him and read his word to us and connect with us and draw us in and strengthen us and build us up. And we just don't show Oh man. Yeah. And then what happens is when we don't show, then we start to feel shame and we start to feel like we're not good enough. And we start to believe this lie versus he still, he still shows up the next day. And then it's easy for me. I think you can easily be like, Oh, I feel so bad. Like I haven't done this. And instead of just showing up and being like, I need you. I didn't show up last night. I love you. And never is there condemnation. No, no. It's always, no, you know, love and grace and, but he's always a show. Wow. Anyway. Don't be a no show. Don't be a no show. There you go. We're speaking to ourselves, Lori, don't be a no (laughs) show. Don't be a no show. When you see I'm overwhelmed and buried (laughs) in a million things, you could be like, are you a no show again? Have you been a no show this week? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. That's really good. Yeah. Well, we hope that this conversation has been helpful, you know, just to think about your own time with God. And honestly, at the end of the day, both Rhonda and I believe with all of our hearts that God's word is one of the most important parts of our disciplines of our faith journey. Like if we're not in God's word, if we're not reading it, if we're not allowing God to speak to us through his word, like we're really uh, hindering what it is that God can do in our life. And so we just encourage you with all our heart without condemnation, just like us, you know, and it's not about a hundred and, you know, 365, you know, perfection. It's, it's literally just, just today, just come before him today and just open your heart and, you know, yeah, practice that stillness, practice that time with him and, and listen, listen for what he wants to speak to your life. Yeah.
That's exactly it. Yeah. So we want you to remember today that uh, there's more in you than you could possibly realize. You almost forgot that. <laughs> Call me right out. We just are calling you out. <laughs> At the end of our I podcast, said your line. <laughs> we those listening, we had to write down our lines just in case we forget. I said yours. Well, we get so in the zone, and then all of a sudden we're closing, and we think, "Oh yeah, we got to close." Boy, we just ruined that mood. But anyways, and you are worthy of love. We love you. We love you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakening Moments podcast today. Like or subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at Lori Boucher and Rhonda.Corto. May you be awakened to the moments that matter the most.